with Cody Franson, National Hockey League defenseman. Last year, it had almost become a bit of a joke. I remember Weber was here and teasing you a little bit. Oh, you know, yeah. Cody, what's with the contract? <laughs> we thought for sure this year by the Whistler shootout, Cody Franson would have a contract. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's been the holdup, and how are things going here? You know what? This year's just been very different than in the past. Um, you know, I think there was a stat that came out and said, on average, over the last three years, within the first two year or two hours of free agency, there was 19 deals done over five million dollars. And last year there was even more than that, and this year there was three. You know, I think um, you know a lot of GMs are trying to be very cautious of the term. You're seeing guys like Saad and Hamilton being moved now, and that's kind of, you know, uncharted territories for a lot of teams. So, um, you know, I think teams are trying to keep themselves in a position to be able to do something if something like that was to come up, and and that usually means, uh, you know, altering deals and, and things like that. So free agency gets a little tougher. Yeah, it has been a very odd summer. You mentioned $5 million. Is that the magic number, Cody? No, I mean, you know, we're we're open to kind of, you know, we're open here. We haven't, uh, you know, said uh, a number and we'll take nothing less or a term and take nothing less than that. We haven't said that at all. We've had a lot of teams call and just kind of see where we're at. And, um, you know, we just said in, in a certain ballpark and, um, you know, nobody's kind of laughed at us. Everybody's thought it was reasonable and stuff. It's just one of those things where, um, you know, a lot of the teams or some of the teams that we're talking to are in cap crunches and some teams don't want to go maybe as long and, um, you know, a number of different circumstances. So this year's just, just been a lot slower in general. I mean, you've seen guys like Stewart and Ward and, um, you know, a lot of guys sitting around for a little bit before they got something and, you know, hopefully something happens sooner than later. Do you have a, a, a certain number of years in mind? Is there a minimum? As far as you're concerned? Um, no, not really. We're, we're kind of open. I mean, obviously, I'd like to get something a little more than one year. I'm sick of doing one-year yeah. deals. So. Um, but, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're open to all suggestions, really. What's important to you? I mean, obviously, you want money. I, I get that. And you're going to get paid at some point. But beyond that, is it, you know, role on the team, place on the depth chart? Is it about putting yourself now in a position to – to win the Stanley Cup, but you know, what sort of goes in into the process here and trying to find the right fit for you? Well, you know, it comes down to a couple of different details. If, if you end up taking a shorter term deal, like a, a two-year deal or something like that, I'm probably going to try and put myself in a position to try and, um, you know, win a cup. But, you know, first and foremost, I think after, um, you know, with the way things went for me in Nashville, obviously that, that puts into perspective how important that, you know, you fit on the team that you go to. I mean, um, you know, if you're not happy where you are, it doesn't matter the amount of money that you're making. If you can't go out every night and earn what you're making, it, it doesn't feel right. So, um, you know, being in the proper place on a depth chart and, and making sure you're a good fit and where you go is uh, is a real important factor for me. And I'm sure you've been asked a billion times, but we'll ask it one more. What, what, what did happen? What, what, what didn't work second time around in Nashville? Um, you know, it was just, it just wasn't a fit. You know, they, they had three guys that played the right side and on the power play. I mean, they had Weber, Jones and Ellis. Those are all power play guys. And, and when I came, they had to put one of those guys on the left side. And if you ask pretty much any right-handed defenseman, the left side's just no man's land to them because there's, uh, you know, the minority is on the right side. So you never grow up having to play the right side and it's kind of uncharted territory. So, um, 
you know, having four righties there kind of changed their pairings around and, and the way they did things was, was very different than Toronto. So, um, yeah, it just, uh, unfortunately didn't, uh, didn't quite fit and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll go from there. It was interesting. Uh, a moment ago, you answered Matt's question and you sort of gave us a rundown of what had happened on July 1st. Another guy, I mean, it clearly, you are a student of the landscape yes. out there, which I, I, I totally get. I mean, to your credit, but, uh, and you've been through this a few times, but you know, I mean, is that part of going through all this? Just, you know, I don't know. You have a big wall chart at home figuring out <laughs> who, who's going where, but it, clearly you're paying a lot of attention to what's happening around you. Yeah. Well, I, I sat down with my agent, uh, a little over a week ago and we went through kind of all the team's depth charts that we're speaking to and the teams that could be potential spots for us and kind of seeing where we fit in on on their blue line and and if it would be a good fit for me i mean i emphasized to him how how you know much that affected me being in nashville as, as much as i love that city it was um you know difficult to, to go back to playing in that role and and i, I want to be uh, a guy that's counted on and, and not uh get put back in a depth role per se so um yeah you you uh you definitely have to take that into consideration amongst all other things we're with cody franson nhl defenseman um well normally we ask in the hypothetical because you know your rights are owned by a certain team and whatnot so you can't really take it on and the canucks have told us they're done in free agency would you like to play in your home province has there been any discussion um, well, obviously, I yeah, I, I'd like to. I mean, uh, I spent three years with the Giants in Vancouver and, and loved playing for those guys and, and would imagine it's only better playing for the Canucks. So, um, But, yeah, the, uh, there hasn't been too much conversation between us and them. And, um, yeah, it's not looking like that's one of the uh, options at the moment. But, you know, free agencies, you know, has that tendency to do some kind of things that come out of left field. So you never know. Who are you talking to? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much of that I should disclose, but, uh, there's probably five or six teams right now that we're talking to and, and, uh, there's some very interested ones, but some teams are in cap situations and, you know, all the rest that comes with it. So everything's just kind of, you know, slowly rolling, but definitely have, have some action. Are you prepared Can, uh, to, to wait this thing out? I mean, I, I mean you got to be a little bit anxious. Oh, definitely. I, I'd rather not be in this situation. You know what I mean? It, it seems to kind of always, you know, work out that way that, you know, the last three years going through all those one-year deals and contracts and stuff like that, um, you know, it's getting a little old. But, uh, you know, my agent's very comfortable with where we're at and, um, you know, I spoke with him again last night, and uh, it's just just a matter of being patient and, and hopefully figuring out a good spot for me. Yeah, I just saw to... that. Uh, you're talking to your agent last night on the patio. I thought maybe you're gonna have breaking news for us this morning. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. come on the radio and announce. See, but that's uh, what how business gets done you here. See at the, the two whistle. of them over the in the corner whistle. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would have been nice. Uh, we just had your former teammate Morgan Riley with us, who said, "Hey, I'd love him to come back to Toronto." Is that a possibility? Um. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we haven't uh, had too many discussions with Toronto, but, um, you know, I, I always hope that that one, you know, that door stays open. I mean, I, I loved it there and love the guys there. So, um, you know, you, 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 I think we left on good terms, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm still hopeful that that's a possibility. Uh, Luch is here. Have you saddled up to him said hey what's it like to play in boston <laughs> get the lay of the land on bean uh yeah i asked him a few questions about yeah. it i mean you know with with the trade they made with uh hamilton and and uh some of the other stuff they've done it 
you know, they're they're one of the teams that we're we're in, in talks with. So, um, yeah, Boston would be uh, an interesting spot. I mean, it's obviously an awesome city, and they've got a great organization and all those things that come with it. But like I said, there's there's uh, a handful of other teams too, and everything's kind of just slow rolling at the moment, and we're uh, taking it day by day. Did you see the the Luchich Kings jersey up for auction there last night? Does yeah. That, do, like, does that look strange to you to see a Milan Luchich jersey and a Los Angeles Kings colors? Um, you know what? Not not really to me. I mean, you know, I I know better or, or as well as most that that's that's part of the business. You know, I mean, obviously he had a, a great first portion of his career in Boston and I think he'll be a guy there that um, fans will forever love and you know it's one of those things where it's part of the game it's it was time to move on and you know I'm sure he's he, he's got a, a lot of good days ahead of him a little tacky that he was bidding up his own jersey like that though wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> I kid I kid uh, last question for you here, because our golf insider, Bob Weeks, says outside of PGA Tour professionals, he has never seen anybody <laughs> hit a tee ball like Cody Franson. Do you know how long you can be uh, off the... Have you stepped anything off at any point? Well, I mean, using yardage guns and things like that. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I get it off the, I get it off the tee, okay. It's getting it off oh, in I the understand hole, that. that's the problem. But, like... It, if you and Dustin Johnson sat there and drove balls, would you be right there with him at 350, or would you be a little shy of that? Uh, I could or give pass. him a run. Could you? Okay. I could give him a run. All right. I'll put on a show out there. Yeah. Put on a show, and we <laughs> hope this gets real. I mean, I couldn't believe this is year four at the Whistler Shootout. We've had France, and each and every year he's sort of been in the restricted thing, looking yeah, for the contract. contract. This yeah. year we for sure saw Same it. old song and dance. Hey, yeah, thanks. thanks, Cody. Thanks Appreciate the... you stopping by. Thanks for having Cody me. Cody Franson, NHL. Defense